Internet Explorer contains adult themes like uh, two adults who are paid by uh, one of the largest media organizations uh, online to make a list of things covered in jizz from that year. Yeah, adult content, like all the weird stuff I realize I've said on this podcast that I'm really hoping a journalist doesn't compile and publish when I eventually run for president. Welcome to BuzzFeed's Internet Explorer. Surprise, fuckers. (laughs) (laughs) We're back. We're back. (laughs) So this episode, you'll notice, is very long. It's punishment for all of you asking us to come back. (laughs) Well, open up your ear holes and let us cram something way too big in there, all right? That's right. We're considering this a holiday spectacular episode. Yeah, it's part of a fine tradition of holiday specials, uh, much like the Star Wars Christmas special, which everyone knows is the best Star Wars film. Um, (laughs) You know, stuff like that. But Katie, yeah. how have you been? I haven't spoken to you. I mean, I've, I've actively tried to avoid you for this entire uh, break. I appreciate that. You know, I've, I've been good. I've been good. Um, I had a baby in August. Oh, yeah, in right. August. You yeah. had a baby. <laughs> uh, I don't recommend it. No? But um, it's, it's annoying. It cries all the time. It gets in the way of my tweeting. You know? do, you, do you rest your devices on its head while you tweet? <laughs> You'd think that I would have avoided the internet for a long time, but... The reality is that uh, you have a lot of time just sitting around kind of like trapped with only one hand free to hold a phone uh, when you have a little baby. So I actually do spend a lot of time just sort of like scrolling through Twitter. I mean, I know you do because you send me things like furries pissing on each other or (laughs) like other just delightful, you know, mom sharing stuff on the Internet activities that you're doing now. I love that you've somehow become grosser, which is very exciting. (laughs) You know, I just, you know, it's that the the world's the same, you know. (laughs) In fact, I feel like you're you're, you're wrong about that, though, because I I feel like in the, what, six months almost that we've been gone, the world has gotten way more fucked up. Maybe. But on the other hand, Ryan, you and I have been doing something every year. This will be the fourth time that you and I have come together right. in the beautiful month of December. Mm-hmm. And we have compiled a list for BuzzFeed.com, the website that employs us, yep. uh, a list of the 50 worst things on the internet for that year. Um, and this year, we did it again. That's right. Welcome to the worst things on the internet in 2016. <laughs> And that is the occasion for us reuniting here for this holiday spectacular to go through and discuss the worst things on the internet in 2016. That's right. This is a little bit of a one-off episode for now. We will be back in some form or another some form, uh, yeah. in 2017, so don't cry if you miss us too much. Um, but yeah, we're going to have an amazing show because it's been a long time. It's been a long time. And we have a bunch of things. We're going to go through a bunch of items on our 50 Worst Things of the Internet list. Uh, We're going to have our co-author from that list, Kate Holderness, come in and talk about it. We're going to (laughs) do some real navel-gazing and read you some of our chat transcripts of how we come up with this list. Right, uh, To let you know that this is actually really hard People always ask. Yeah. They want to know, like, you know, how does the sausage get made? And we'll tell you. Um... Very seriously. We take this very seriously. We are sincere professionals. Um, 
We're going to have a special guest caller who is one of the people from the list. That's right. Hint, it involves his penis. Yes. Um, that really doesn't narrow it down almost remotely, but he's <laughs> involved the list and uses his penis to be the worst or the best, depending on how you look at it, I suppose. Um, but before we get to any of that, I think we should play some upbeat music while me and Katie pat ourselves in the back because, you know, before we went on a break, everyone was saying they're like, Internet Explorer, it's like kind of gross and I can't understand why I'm listening to it. And like, why do Ryan and Katie care about all this stuff? Someone's saying that, Ryan? Who said that, Ryan? Who said I say that? that? You all tell the time. me who said that. I say that all the time. I'm just like, man, I wish that we were like more serious. Well, guess what? We didn't need to be more serious because the world totally fell apart while we were gone. And now there's a literal <laughs> fucking meme in charge of the entire country. So we win, you lose, we're all in hell together. Ha 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 ha. Play the music, producer Julia. Do, 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 do. So I thought that once the election was over, regardless of who won, all of the internet nonsense would sort of die down. Um, like people would just get sick of it. But. Pizzagate, that's like a whole thing that, and like Reddit has not chilled at all. Have you been following Pizzagate? Yeah, I mean the thing that I love about Pizzagate. So wait, let's uh, let's uh, (laughs) a brief one-liner if I can do this. Uh, Leaked emails uh, were cobbled together by conspiracy theorists on Reddit that slowly morphed into a huge theory that Comet Ping Pong Pizza. In Washington, D.C. was trafficking minors, which Mm -hmm. was then dubbed Pizzagate and then led to a man going into that pizza place with an assault rifle and firing a bunch of rounds off, luckily hurting no one. Yeah, there's a really good reply all episode uh, about this. Um, Check that out if you want more details about this. But yeah, I mean, it's a beautiful conspiracy theory because it's fabricated out of like basically nothing. I mean, there's conspiracy theories that feel like there's some basis to it, like... What if there's more to 9-11 than we thought we knew? You there know? definitely is. Like, okay, I sort of, like, I can see how someone could get into that. But these leaked emails have a special frame of coding. Like, the, the code words were like, if they say the, that means boys under the age of 14. If they say, like, email, that means girls under the age of 14. Like, right. And we sort of, like, the code words were really a stretch. But that... Government officials are involved in an international child sex trafficking ring and it's all being run out of a pizza restaurant (laughs) is like that really requires a lot of, you know, checking your skepticism at the door. What I was really struck by. So I because we weren't doing the show and, and I was traveling a lot, I was sort of I was given the Internet a little break, uh, especially after the election. I was sort of just like. I needed some time to like reassess like my internet love, I suppose. And so Mm -hmm. I I kind of like sat out Pizzagate. And then when I was catching up on it, right around the time, right before that guy went in with it with an assault rifle, I was sort of blown away by how stupid it was, obviously. But then also I've always been used to the idea of like, you know, like a bunch of like weird 4chan robots are going to like come up with something stupid. And then like everyone's going to talk about it for a little bit and it'll die down. But this stuff isn't dying down the way it used to. And it's really weird for for me because I'm so used to the idea of like making a joke, an offhanded joke. Like, I mean, how many times on this podcast have I said, like, my ebook is about lizard people who use telepathy to control the world's economy, which is definitely true. (laughs) Check it out on Amazon.com. That's right. But at the same time, like shit like that two years ago sounded like a joke. And now it doesn't sound like a joke. It it, it sounds like a thing that like is not that far off from, from what, 
very powerful people in the American government like sort of traffic in now. So yeah, it's weird. I, I feel like part of the crazy thing about Pizzagate is that it's really tapping into this really confusing moment for everyone right now, which is you cannot tell how serious anyone is about anything. Um, <laughs> the Pizzagate thing, obviously somebody completely made this up, right? right so like, I mean, this could only come from like one person making this up kind of probably as a joke. Definitely as a um, joke. And then I always thought that half the people kind of were following along because it was funny and they knew it was a joke. Then half the people didn't know that they thought it was a joke and thought it was re- like the guy who showed up with the gun. He was like, well, I just thought I better, you know, show up and figure things out for myself. You know, it, it reminds me of the way I felt after Elliot Roger uh, went on a shooting spree and he was like very into not pickup artist forums, but the anti pickup artist forums that have sort of morphed into larger movements. And it was sort of like this moment where these people that. I thought we're half doing a bit, half like just cringy weirdos to laugh at. We're actually inspiring some really weird real life action. And it it used to be very rare. And now it feels like it's becoming like the Internet is becoming way more tactile than it ever used to be. And Pizzagate is like a very strange version of that for me, I think. Yeah, I think part of it for me is that. It's hard to get a grasp on what trolling means now. Like, right. It used to be that a troll was someone who didn't believe what they said and they were just doing it to get a rise out of someone, right? right. So it's like right. you see right now like there's all these people being like, I think Nazis are cool. And you're like, ha ha, very funny. It's a joke, right? And they're like, yeah, yeah, it's a joke. And you're like, okay, but how many times do you say, I love Hitler, not- Nazis are cool, I hate Jews before – it's like, well, maybe you do just hate Jews. Well, I mean, remember <laughs> you know? one, in one of our first episodes, we talked about 4chan pranks. And one of my favorites still to this day is, <laughs> I laugh thinking about it because it's so insane, but uh, it's the kid who got the Mountain Dew logo contest to say Hitler had some good ideas in the Mountain Dew font. And they like made a <laughs> bottle of this like Mountain Dew bottle, and on it in the in the in the super extreme doofy Mountain Dew font, it says Hitler had some good ideas, or Hitler was right, or something. And when I read that as a as a teenager, I, you know, I was like, yeah, that's hilarious because like Hitler isn't cool, and Mountain Dew isn't cool, and they're a brand, and it's like this huge troll. But all of that goes out the window if people really are now Nazis. Um, Right. I mean, the Mountain Dew bottle is funny because saying Hitler had some good ideas is something that someone who is horrible would say. And it's funny to be like, because there's a gap between you and the horrible person and to be like, ha ha, this is a parody of what a horrible person would say. But now it's like, is the parody that you just keep saying the horrible stuff over and over again? Because at some point there's, where's the line, you know? Yeah. And I think. Right now, and no one knows who is being serious about anything, and no one is really giving each other the benefit of the doubt because there's no reason to. In fact, it's almost like a moment where we have to be very critical about what each of us say. And yeah, it's really confusing. And and I feel like so the the Russian troll farms is uh, we get we got to talk about this because this is like a piece of it, isn't it? Yeah. 
so Russian troll farms was another thing that we had an episode about pretty early on. Um, and we can't take all the credit for it because this was an article written by Adrian Chen that was in the New York Times magazine. A little um, magazine that we, we, <laughs> we sort of read from time to time. You guys probably never heard about it, but um, um, yeah. So it was, we, we had an episode from June of 2015. Uh, Adrian came on to talk about it. He had gone to Russia to sort of investigate these troll farms that were mainly doing stuff within Russia about blasting message boards and Facebook comments and all these things with particularly partisan troll comments. Um, yeah. I mean, that at the time, that seemed like, oh, my God, what an insane thing that would ever happen, that the government would kind of almost certainly be paying for troll farms to write nasty comments on the Internet. Yeah, it was, like, laughable. Must be only in Russia, right? Only in <laughs> crazy Russian news on LiveLeak.com, you know. Um, <laughs> and then that turned out to maybe also kind of be true within the United States. Well, I would love to, like, go back in time and sit George Orwell and Aldous Huxley down at a table and then explain to them that both of them were sort of right and both of them were sort of wrong and that most of the propaganda being done in the 21st century was being done by like very bored teenagers for fun. Like yeah. like that like culture hacking is happening on a level in which like like Katie, I'd say that you and I are probably two of the most vocal supporters of like open internet culture that have professional jobs in media, right? I'd Do you say. think? I think Are so. We? I guess so. We're pretty vocal about it. Yeah. And I, you know, this this fall, I'm glad that actually we didn't really have to do the show regularly because there's so much insane bullshit happening at such a speed now that, you know, I, it's making me question things like, you know, is a completely uncensored internet good? Is uh, huge open platforms that connect people good? Like all of these questions. And like in my heart, I'm like, yeah, no, I, you know, I, I stand by this stuff, but you know, when you have like Macedonian teenagers using Facebook to affect a American election by way of like what Putin wants in Russia, like that's insane. And then you, when you have when you add in like threats of violence and Nazism and like, I feel like I just woke up in like 1945. Like this is insane. All of it's crazy. Yeah. And I just I just want to look at memes. That's what all I, I hear do. you. And and on a personal level, I feel like there also you know there were moments where. You know, I think you and I both are like, haha, trolling's cool. It's funny. Like we 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 love a little good troll, right? Like he he he. I love to troll. I love to. to and to like troll. yeah, like I don't know, like you know, the sort of mean people on Twitter, like eh, you know, we we we're, we're we're old hats. We've seen it enough. It doesn't bother us. But then we would, you know, there were times this sort of election cycle where our friends and colleagues were being harassed to a degree that I'd sort of never seen before. Yeah. Um, People that we work with, trolls calling their parents, um, sort of threatening them with really personal, in, you know, information, their addresses, stuff like that, that actually was sort of went above and beyond like a couple mean comments. And so it's like, OK, where's the, you know, what's the stance that haha trolling is funny now? It, right. It's not really. And like over over here in the UK, there are pretty intense censorship laws and mm -hmm. They're good in some ways, and then they're incredibly bad in other ways. Like, they have a very, very intense chilling effect on what's said. Mm -hmm. um, and so being, like, put between both worlds this election, it's sort of been interesting because their censorship laws didn't change the way Brexit went either. So it's not even, like, a matter of censorship to me. It's something very confusing 
And I feel like the one thing I could hold on to in this dark, crazy period was a little platform for six-second videos called Vine. <laughs> it's fucking gone, man. It's yeah, going. Yeah, Ryan, it's I have done. some bad news for you. <laughs> it's going. Yeah, I mean, Vine, God bless it. I mean, in a lot of ways, it's an extremely unusual and somewhat unprecedented move for a platform that had such popularity to just get shut down like this. Uh, yeah. After such a short time, it's not like, oh, Friendster shut down four years after there was literally nobody on it. I mean, Vine had been in sort of a little bit of a decline um, where a lot of the big stars were moving off to other platforms. There was, you know, it was a little bit less exciting than it was. But, you know, this is no one saw this coming. I always think whenever I think about Vine, I mean, I have like lots of I mean, I could literally do an entire TED talk about Vine. I think it's embrace. From like, especially people of color took to Vine in a way that like made it something very unique and very different from like the kind of bland and very whitewashed YouTube. I think teenagers took to it incredibly easily. And it was like very exciting to just see to you every time you'd go on Vine and there would just be something that I had never seen before on the Internet done. And it blew my mind every time. But I, I the thing that I always think about the most, I have to give a little, little plug to a friend of mine. He's the professor and pro- program director for the uh, Malloy New Media School at Malloy College. His name is Jamie Cohen. And he, he used to teach Vine in his like digital media class. And he was telling me that he used to teach it like a, like the, uh, a Vine in the grammar of video was one sentence. That makes sense. So like he said that if you watched a Vine, you could see every bit of, every piece that you would need to create one sentence of video. So there's like a pronoun, a direct object, a verb. And like, it was just like this incredible thing that like made my mind buzz every time I opened it because it, you know, most of it was just insane bullshit, but it was done with such a genuine love for itself that like, you, you really don't get that on the internet very often anymore. These weird loving, super enthusiastic spaces. Yeah. I mean, I, if you think of a lot of the internet as like, ugh, the, you know, this sort of nasty tone populated by the same kind of people, this was sort of, I mean, yeah, it was just teenagers, often black teenagers, just doing really creative, weird, hilarious stuff. <laughs> and like, sure, there was like the weird sort of cloying vine stars that were doing, you know, pratfalls for 12-year-olds. But like, it was just really like, like fun. It was fun in a fun, weird yeah. way. It was, and it, it wasn't. It wasn't like Snapchat where you can't find it. Like it was so searchable, so you could just spend hours going through like weird tags and crazy memes, and it was uh, it was awesome. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try my best to try to make a list of vines for a podcast is like almost impossible because like they're mega visual. Let's let's hear a few. So first up, we've got a vine by Seanan Byrne. And I, I've been calling it Irish balloon car, but essentially all you need to know is it's a bunch of Irishmen in a car with balloons. So here we go. Are they helium balloons? Yeah, I told you the cars are helium balloons. It's too late. Oh, we're flying away. Are they helium balloons? Yeah, I told you the cars are helium balloons. It's too late. Are they helium balloons? I mean, I feel insane trying to explain vines because like. It's all. It's like it's almost like a you either get it or you don't sort of thing. Yeah, it's like it's kind of like trying to describe your dream to someone. It is. Oh my god. Yeah, you're really you're right. It is like that. Um, and then, <laughs> my last one is uh, 
Uh, Judy here with Raccoon by the Free Times Cafe. Judy here on College Street with the Raccoon at Shoppers Drug Mart. Judy here <laughs> on College Street. <laughs> like, and and what's really interesting is that like vines were this thing that I never thought about, where it gets funnier the more it repeats. Yeah, because it loops immediately. You always watch it at least one and a half times. I mean, that yeah, moment where it starts again is sort of the moment where you're like, ah, you yeah, know? exactly. R.I.P. Vine. R.I.P. Vine. <laughs> Making my way all the way down to walking fast places past home. Stepping blankly ahead, just making my way, making my way through the crap. And I need you. And I miss you. And now I I, I think in the in in light of really how right you and I have been, how prophetic mm-hmm. we've been, what do you think will be the next big thing for 2000? What do we, what do you think will be the first big thing for 2017? Um. So my my sense right now, uh, with the way the wind is blowing, um, the alt right online is kind of facing an implosion that's kind of the like uh uh what, what do you call it when like the the bee concave dies speaking you know with the the hive death or whatever oh oh um uh according to all known laws of aviation a bee should not be able to fly <laughs> is that what you're talking about i think you and i have both witnessed this as this incredibly almost to the second reoccurring pattern of any online community sort of yeah. goes through these same stages of a rise and a fall. And, and you know, right now, yeah. you know, they had this real rise online and gaining popularity. They accomplished things in real life. Um, right now they're at the dangerous precipice where they are planning an online meetup. And that is where... <laughs> Wait, the, isn't it called the Deplora Ball? Yes. So there, That's it's, so fucking stupid. It's like, you know, they have these it's inaugural like balls. It's like Tumblr prom for Nazis. I mean, to be honest, like, the name is actually pretty clever. I'll I mean, give it, them no, that. It's like, da- it's like the, 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 I'm going to call it, the Deplora Ball is going to be like Dashcon for Nazis. Oh, yeah. Well, that's that's exactly it, I think. And you, what you're seeing is that these the handful of de facto leaders of this, you know, have are eventually revealing themselves to just be kind of incompetent internet weirdos. Right. Surprise, Instead surprise. of <laughs> deft, charismatic leaders of real world action. Um, By so the way, Katie having... and I are are, are deft, charismatic uh, leaders of real world, real world action. And if you meet us, we're very, very handsome and cool. Right. Unlike all right leaders. But so, this is yeah. becoming exactly like classic any sort of internet group, any sort of forum, any sort. It's just it's mod drama, you know? Yeah. Um, And so I think that you're going to start to see the implosion of that. And it's going to form splinter groups where instead of one monolithic thing where they all like the same four leaders, you're going to see splinters that are like, you know, Milo and the Breitbart people are going to be over here. And then on the other side, you're going to have the Mike Cernovich people over there. And then, you know, there's the fight about whether or not they should or should not include the actual Nazis. (laughs) Um, And so, you know, I think that that is going to be an interesting thing to watch is that what happens. I mean, it's also a little bit about like the tragedy of what happens when you get your cake and eat it too. You know, they got what they wanted. Now they don't want to do. You can't be alt-right if you're not alternative anymore. It's yeah. like it's very similar to what happened to Creed. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's kind of- 
kind of more like Nirvana, you know? It's like Definitely they like wanted Nirvana. to be on the outside, but now they, and they don't know how to handle being, uh, you know, on the inside. I think you're totally right. Yeah. Um, I think that's going to be the big story to watch for at least the f- beginning of 2017. My big prediction is that in the absence of Vine and the like, abs- like Facebook to me is the way MySpace felt in 2008 when it was just full of like people trying to sell you weed with like glittery animated GIFs. Mm-hmm. And it's becoming unusable and like normies are really lazy and they don't really care about like, like dealing with things and like having effort on the internet right. inherently. So like the easiest platform to use is the one that always wins because it's the ones where like people who are just like casually using it will use it the most. Right. Mm-hmm. So my theory is that we are looking at like a very pivotal moment in Facebook history. And if I think that we're like, there's a very good chance that like Facebook will not be the biggest social network by 2018. You think that Facebook is becoming hard to use? I think it's becoming like, like this fake news problem is going to hit a point much like we saw with MySpace where it became like full of bots and spam and garbage. And I think that like the first wave is everyone being like, this is fucking awesome. Like it's feeding me exactly what I want. And then the next step will either be that, that Facebook changes dramatically and doesn't even look like itself anymore or something like Snapchat gets its act together and, or like Facebook's like splits into two or Facebook Messenger becomes the dominant thing. But I don't think like going on your Facebook newsfeed will be the main thing that everyone does anymore. And you're already seeing signs of it where like I was invited over the over the last month to like 160 weird meme crew groups Mm -hmm. that I've like been tracking, hopefully to talk about in a later episode. And they are it's all the signs of like a social network in decay, like Power users are really, really controlling what goes viral. Like normies are mega confused about what's going on. And no one at like the leadership level, like running Facebook seems to have any ability to deal with any of it. Yeah. And it's becoming way too important. And every time a social network starts to dominate real life, like Reddit did or MySpace did or YouTube did, they fizzle because everyone's like, wait a minute, what are we doing? This is stupid. Let's go watch TV. I think that Reddit is also going to be interesting to watch just because I think it 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 has been in this year really eclipsed by Instagram and Twitter as the yeah. uh, main source of internet humor. For sure. Um, and so if you take away humor from Reddit, then like kind of what's left, like what's useful on there, it's hard to use, it's confusing, and it's full of like gross weirdos. It used to be that it was still like chock full of like delightful, funny things. Now that's all on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, I or think. screenshots of Twitter on Instagram, which is I think the even more popular version of that. I think it was like um, the, the the writer Max Reed, who uh, we, we both know and talk to on the internet sometimes. Uh, he He's the editor of New York Mag Select All. And I think he was talking about, I think it was him. He was talking about how aesthetics on the internet, you can't tell like what is garbage the way you could on like a news rack mm-hmm. because everything has the same design. I th- if it's not Max, like Max, you're getting credit for it anyways. And I think that like, that's true. Like you can't really tell from a Facebook card what is a legit link and what isn't. But- 
you can totally tell a social network that's falling apart and a social network that isn't. Yeah. And I think that like Facebook is showing signs of wear and tear that let, let's put it this way. Like if my mom's asking me about fake news on Facebook and like saying that she can't figure out what's real or not, like you don't have much time left unless you sort that shit out really fast and do a major cleanup, which they've sort of they've backed themselves into a corner. They can't do it because if they were to make any sort of call on what is or isn't true, it would become a partisan issue. So they're they're sort of stuck in this thing where a younger social network like Snapchat doesn't have any bloating from celebrities because they won't pay you to use it. They don't have any ads, so there's no real incentive to make shit up. They won't tell you your follower account, so there's no real incentive to do anything other than just use it. And I think that if it's not Snapchat that figures it out, someone will do what Facebook doesn't seem to want to do. And I would argue that we'll start to see major waves in that by the end of 2017. I also strongly predict that everyone who talked about the concept of fake news starting in November of this year, is going to sorely regret the phrase by, mm, I would say, January 20th. Um, Oh, for sure. Because it's all of a sudden become, immediately become the arm rubber your glue, and it's being thrown right back at, you know, the New York Times is fake news. So it's sort of, that phrase is going to haunt everyone. Everybody. Oh, you know what I do hope becomes like really in vogue? Jelking. <laughs> Jelking, if, if you're not familiar, is a very small but passionate internet community of men who believe that they could use uh, various exercises to stretch out their penises. Ryan, not for uh, nothing, when we were coming up with our list of the worst things, I, you know, there's a couple sort of thematic touch points that we like to always just tick off always. to see what was going on that year. And I quickly was doing a search on, um, uh, fa- uh, Tumblr and Twitter for Jelking just to see if there was anything <laughs> really extraordinary that happened in the Jelking community that we wanted to include. And I will say I did not see any amazing uh, particular no. uh, moments in Jelking <laughs> from 2016, but I, I would, don't count it out for 2017. <laughs> I just was sitting there like scrumbling through the Jelking tag on Tumblr for like... <laughs> 15 minutes. Um, There's just something to me that is so so funny, so uncontrollably funny <laughs> about, like, a group of men who just, like, spend all day sharing tips and tricks for how to, like, stretch out their penises in, like, this completely quixotic quest to, like, make their wieners longer. And uh, I'm like, my, my stomach hurts. Jelking. Uh, Jelking 2017, everybody. Uh, use that hashtag. If you don't know how to spell it, it's J-E-L-Q. I-N-G? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's just... Jelking 2017. Start getting it tweeting. If you want if you want to see, okay, if you want to see more Internet Explorer episodes in 2017, you got to start getting Jelking 2017 trending, okay? <laughs> so if, if, if Jelking 2017 becomes one of the top 10 trending tags in the world, you can have whatever you want. Like... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm looking right now at a uh, at a, <laughs> a Tumblr. It's called Truth About Jelking. <laughs> Truth About Jelking. Cold hard facts. <laughs> it is not real. It does not work. Trust me. So a lot of people think that we're just coming up with a bunch of like random crap that uh, we find to on this list. That this isn't considered. This is just like a bunch of gross shit. That is not true. This is you know. 
Not we are true at serious all. professionals. There is a reason that our list of the worst things on the internet is the best, the definitive list of the worst things on the internet. Yes. Because we, Brian and I are, and Kate are consummate professionals. We know how to uh, pick these items. We uh, we work really hard on uh, pruning down this list to fifty. And I did this year watch someone actually gag and throw up in their own mouths looking at our list. I'm proud to say that like more than one person has told me that they got like halfway through before they became too ill to continue. So I'd say that's yeah. pretty cool. That's yeah. A, you know, a lot of people ask uh, about how BuzzFeed comes up with the number of things for a list. And, you know, I usually say that usually it's just like you pick how many things are in the list and then you just say that's the number of the list. You don't say, I'm looking right. for 27 things. You just put as many things on there as you can. And then you're like, well, it's 27. I'm done. But in our case, exactly. we we had decided on 50 and yes. we stick to 50. A few years ago, I think we settled on yeah. 50. Yeah, our first which, one. We settled yeah, on which 50. adds a very different dynamic because, you know, what we end up doing is we come up with a lot more things and then we pare it down to 50. But we also want to make sure that it's fleshed out. So it can't be more, it can't be less, you know. So there's really a lot of editing that comes And it's got to have like a good pace. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's, it's like a good song, mm-hmm. you know, like it has to have a good rhythm to it. You don't want to have too many penises next to too many vaginas, next to too many piss things. It has to it has to be diverse. It's it's very, you know, there's a real there's a real science to it. And so we thought that we would read to you guys a little bit of the chat transcripts uh, that Ryan and I had when we were going back and That's forth right. coming up with this list. Because we spent we spent days working on this. Here's a little bit of our discussion. A little pulling back the curtain, opening the kimono, if you will. Nice. Ooh, nice. Hey guys, Furry Mannequin is good. I'm iffy about the Japanese Trump commercial, the 9-11 mattress commercial, the furry cookout, and the penis jousting. In my opinion, I'd like to avoid anything Trump. Puts a damper on the mood. So far, all we have is the micro-penis tattoo, which I think is good. Replacing Japanese Trump with alt-right, we didn't start the fire. Next day. I feel like we could use some good white people cringe. Also, Zootopia came out this year. I feel like we could do more than one yiff about it. Also, I feel like we need at least one really good cum pick. Like, cum on somewhere it doesn't belong. People love that. There's got to be some Zootopia cum stuff. Gonna go get something from the stuff in my dick account. We always use him. He's great. I just want to point out that that was all Katie (laughs) talking to herself. I mean, no one said anything to her at any point in that day. She just, just decided to... Just have a little dialogue with herself. Yeah. Shout out Stuff in My Dick Guy on Tumblr, stuffinmydick.tumblr.com. Um, he's doing exceptional work out there, and we love him. Okay, so the next one. Hey, hey, hey. Okay, so I'm looking now. I added some more last night. My thought is we don't really have a solid vagina one. I'd say move up the poll card foreskin, maybe group the Pokemon things all together and have them be one item but in three parts. Hmm. I sort of like that it jumps around. Like, by the bottom, you forget about Pokemon, and then there's a dick. Hmm. I think I'd like to get rid of the Ted Cruz one, only because it's a television moment, not internet, really. What about Jeb Bush, please clap? I I think we need one good election one. I feel like there's at least a good micropenis one. If there's something election-y that isn't about a candidate but about a person, I'd prefer that, I think. Could be even, like, an embarrassing Hillary tweet, like a meme. And then I send Katie a link to an Amazon listing for 
a romance ebook written about Ted Cruz being the Zodiac Killer. That's the one we included because obviously that one was good. Next day. Okay, put in Sandwich Fucker, took out Anthem Minion, we're at 50 again. Should I put in the Zootopia thing? And if so, what should we take out? Oh, what about something about my horse prince? Maybe take out the Jacob Sartorius because I think people won't understand it. Agree. Although possibly Maddie B, although that was a great moment. I'm cool with Maddie B, but we need a new thing. And then I send Katie a link to a piece of fan art that depicts Judy the rabbit from Zootopia uh, swallowing and digesting the fox from Zootopia. Oh, my God. Yes. Perfect. Um, by the way, this all happened before 9 a.m. So, so this, is, this, this, is, this is the last conversation Katie and I pretty much had uh, before this post uh, was unveiled to the public. So here we go. <clears throat> One thing that could go either way, Pepe, do we need something worse? Or is it funny to not have much of him? Hard to say, because like to normies, he's just a Nazi now. And while we are posting literal Nazi porn, I don't want to post stuff that's not explicitly funny because it's Nazi. Exactly. Understated Nazis. I'd love to get this up now just so like I can bask in its grossness while people in the UK are still online and working. I'm really excited for this. Oh, wait, wait. The Nazi cloth needs to be clicked to reveal. I think the headline should make it clear that it's porn. Like... This subreddit devoted to cartoon porn of My Little Pony characters as Nazis. Also, I think we can swap Done. the Nazi clop image to the one of the nude horse on the couch. Do we need a click to reveal on the, on the couch one? I mean, it's sort of tame. Yeah, I feel like maybe it's okay. I mean, technically it's boobs, so I guess. Cartoon, though. Hmm. Okay, I'm not going to do it because Trump with the micro penis doesn't have a click to reveal and we should stay consistent about our cartoon nudity. Fair enough. I think it's fine. Also, it's far enough down the list that like if you made it that far, you're not getting surprised. <laughs> uh. We're currently with uh, Mr. Things My Dick Does. Um, he, he's, he's asked us to... Uh, uh, if, if we want to, we, can, we will refer to him as Simon. Um, si- Simon, how are you? I'm very well. I'm, uh, I'm outside. I'm outside work, and it's very cold in San Francisco right now. But I'm doing okay. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. So, Simon, uh, we're very excited that you made it onto the 50 worst things of 2016. <laughs> uh, you were number 49. Now, keep in mind these are not in order, uh, and I think number 49 was because we really wanted you second to last because this image was truly outstanding. It is your oh, penis fantastic. with a cartoon arms and uh, sort of face <laughs> drawn on. And then the image is taken through the, it's a screenshot of you playing Pokemon Go. And a Charmander <laughs> has jumped on top of your dick. And you are about to shoot your Pokeball at the dick, uh, or I guess at Charmander, <laughs> who is on top of your dick. Yeah. Um, so I guess what I want to know is, uh, you know, so you're into Pokemon Go. Yeah, wait, yeah. First, first, let's like get the important question out of the way, which is, you know, what level are you in Pokemon Go? Oh man, you, I have, I have to play? admit, I only downloaded it just so I could take that dick pic. I, that's it. That was. Uh... <laughs> wow, so you got a Charmander that's, right off the bat. I, that's, that's so amazing. much work. Yeah, to take a dick pic. Was, that's amazing. He was he was in my apartment, so I just uh, whipped it out right in the living room and got it done. Wow. Wow. Um, so wait, okay. You have been doing this for quite some time now, right? You yeah. you take you have this amazing Tumblr account called Things My Dick Does, and it's 
You have arms and a face on your dick, so it looks like a little person, and you put it in all sorts of yes. different situations. That's that, that's right. You know, I think that's a beautiful and creative thing. Uh, how did you come up with the idea to originally start doing this? It was all. Uh, it all started with sexting. Uh, believe it or not, my um, my girlfriend at the time, who I'm not seeing anymore because she didn't really enjoy him as much. Um, she uh, <laughs> she asked for some pictures, and I sent her some. You know, they, I, she. Didn't specifically ask for pictures of my penis, but I, um, you know, I took some and I thought they were, they were hilarious. So I just sent them to her and she loved them. But then after like the fifth or sixth one, she's like, all right, that's enough. I'm like, well, somebody has to laugh at these because I think they're funniest <laughs> as hell. So. So <laughs> and wait, how many followers have you, have you accrued since you've started this project? I think I'm at uh, 125. Five thousand right now. Holy shit! That's a lot. On Tumblr, that's a that's a lot of followers. That's amazing. Well, we've been longtime fans. I can only say that. Um, what has been your favorite setting for for your your dick to to do things? I guess any I think favorite it, pictures? Yeah, it's a toss up between the time I made that cake um, and the the time I the time I put my dick in the pumpkin. Like that was. Um, <laughs> I got I got I, I, I got up that morning and I'm like, yep, I'm gonna fuck a pumpkin today. <laughs> um, just for our our listeners that might not be totally familiar with your back catalog, could you describe the cake one for them? Yeah, I, a fan of mine had a family member in culinary school, and she reached out and was like, "Could you like say hello to her somehow?" And she, I think she was just thinking I I could uh you know just write a little post saying hello, but I was like, no, you know, I'm gonna go above and beyond. I'm going to pretend like LD is making a cake. So there was egg cracking involved. There was flour everywhere. I uh, made it look like, <laughs> like he was actually mixing the dough or, or not the dough, the batter. Um, and yeah, at the end I, I had a cake already bought from the store. I didn't actually make it. The ingredients probably weren't edible anyway. Um, so <laughs> I, I then put him into the cake and it was a beautiful beautiful mess so, so wait just to clear it up so when you say him and when you say ld you are referring to your penis that's correct <laughs> he is a person yeah. now a thing i don't know it's just a weird little entity so do you um i mean obviously you you've you, you're not with the original girlfriend who inspired this but do other people close to you know about the project yeah more and more i, t- I made the mistake of um telling my hairdresser who don't don't ever you tell never your... tell the hairdresser. That's I know how every story never. gets out there. It's always my sister's boyfriend's hairdresser. Yo, yeah. Let that be a lesson for 2017 to all our listeners. If you are uh, running a secret Tumblr about humorous <laughs> pictures of your genitals, don't tell your hairdresser. Don't ever tell you her. Know, we'll we'll let you get back to work. Obviously, thank you for taking the time out of your day to kind of let us behind the dick curtain, if you will. But um, for other <laughs> penis blog um, enthusiasts, people who might want to um, become a penis blogger, you know, what What are some tips? If you could give us just the tip. Um, just the tip? <laughs> of like, what are, what are some best practices? It's, with whatever you're making a blog about, I think the content has to be good. And I'm not like trying to say that my content is better than anybody else's, but you got to take time into making it look pretty. You know, like uh, whatever it is, whether it's pictures of your penis or landscapes or whatever portraits I, I i tend to be drawn towards the ones that you know take time to make the photos look nice and that's what i that's what i try to do with mine and something's looking shitty i'm not going to post it you know 
Well, hmm. we appreciate all the hard work you do. Um, yeah. it, it is it is paid off. It it truly serves to disgust and delight everyone uh, year after year. <laughs> and uh, we wish you and your penis a very uh, wonderful 2017. Yeah, thank you. Happy holidays, guys. Let's get let's get down to this. So, okay. hello, Kate. Hi. So we have joining us uh, right now uh, the beautiful, the talented, the lovely Kate Holderness. Welcome back to the Internet Explorer podcast. Thank you so much for having me back. Um, How Kate, are you, you? Oh, I'm good. 2016 has been a garbage fire of a year. Mm, yes. Well, would you say that when you think back on our beautiful list? Oh, the list was exceptional this how, year. How many highlights there were. That's you know? true. If you think about it, this was the year. Th- this year wasn't bad. It was just that everyone finally sank to our level. <laughs> 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 Welcome to hell. So, Kate, what did you... I, I feel like there were some trends in this list compared to other years. Um, but I would love to know what you thought about it. It was an interesting year for horrible things on the internet. Yeah. I mean, I think what was weird was that real life internet kind of seemed so horrible. Like there's actually bad things going on that to be like, oh, well, here's like some jizz on an anime makes it like, well, that's cute. Right. That's that's heartwarming. If we're going to do this, like you have to talk like an intellectual and understand that it's not jizz on an anime because that would mean that someone jizzed on a cartoon. This is jizz on an a figurine of an anime character. All right? Like, treat it with the respect that it deserves. All right. I, I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> um, no, but, but I, you, I, I think you're right, Katie. This, our list did feel sort of quaint. Yeah, that I think that so many people felt really bummed out by things that had transpired on the internet and the level of discourse that had been going on online for the last, uh, especially Q4. Mm. Um, yeah, Q4 that, was dark. <laughs> That to remember the things of the internet that like when we call them worst, it's with a little bit of like a wink and like secretly it's great. Like some of them are like genuinely disgusting, but some of them are like it's so hilariously wonderful that someone is so weird to have done this. Right. I right. mean, I did watch a grown man throw up in his mouth staring at the figurine picture. Like that one is yeah particularly gross. I, it's I, awful. We'll get I to, will that, in a to that. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I sort of thought of this as like you know, uh, it this. Felt to me in the trope of uh, to restore your faith in the internet, <laughs> you know, like fifty anime jizz figurines to restore your faith in the internet in 2016. That's how I felt. But speaking of that, one of the trends that I thought that we we all noticed was that there was less bodily fluid stuff than way we're less. used to. Yeah, yeah. In the past couple of years, there's been way more. Um, of every various kind of bodily secretions and fluids. Yeah, like for that just figurine, uh, and we will go, we will get to that in a little bit more detail uh, in a second. Um, <laughs> we really sort of had we're to work keep, to find we're that. Gonna build, we're going to build this figurine up over and over again until we finally get to it. But yeah, that's kind of literally what the other guy did. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, nice. But yeah, I mean, there was definitely a point where we were trying to come up with a list and we were like, we need something with jizz on it. We don't have any like there's, jizz thing. And there's always jizz stuff. Jizz stuff, I feel like, has been in the top three largest gross trends on the internet since like I started using the internet. Oh, yeah. 
I mean, a, a cum box. You you never forget cum your box. first cum you box. Never forget the first cum box. I'll you never know. forget. Uh, for I, listeners, I, I, the cum box is a legendary thing that had been posted to Reddit. That was uh, a guy who had been <laughs> masturbating into a cardboard shoebox for years, years, and posted pictures of what the shoebox looked like. Well, and, and he tried to set it on fire. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to burn That's it. A- he was ashamed and he tried to set it on He tried well, to set it on fire, like, but it was so damp from years of jizz that it wouldn't burn right. properly. It is kind of stupid to be fair. I mean, I don't think it's stupid to jizz into a shoebox for three years of your life, but it is stupid to say, how about this thing that I have continuously put liquid on? How about I try to burn it? You well, know? Well, I, I mean, mean come you on. know, in a moment of desperation and shame, sometimes all you can do is just set it on fire or try to bury it. Fair <laughs> enough. Um,. <laughs> We also, I felt like this year was really short on women being gross. So I have a weird theory about this. Mm, I'd love to hear it. It was a very, very, very bad year for women on the internet. Yeah. It's always a bad year for Mm -hmm. women on the internet. But this year was exceptionally bad for like targeted harassment of women. Mm -hmm. Right. And women are just as disgusting as men. Sure. If not more so. Well, yeah, clearly. But I think they're being more <laughs> reticent when it comes to sharing publicly their level of grossness. Mm. Or sharing publicly in general. Right. It yeah. could be that just like grossness is like the last level of online female sharing and that we've 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 had to cut back on it. Um, so there was one vagina thing that we ended up cutting from the list. It was a video and it was difficult for us to blur the video to make it safe for work to view the list. It's a bit of a technical challenge. Um, but it was a close-up of a woman's vagina, and she was pulling out of it like mm. the way a magician pulls out knotted scars from his sleeve, <laughs> like a really long, like an improbably long line of uh, knotted scars, but she was just pulling that out of her vagina. Yeah. And that 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 did feel like a moment of triumph. It was. Um, but we, we actually couldn't include it in the list. It was shockingly grotesque. Um, yeah. I'm glad we didn't include it, but I also wish we had included it. You know? Yeah, I feel like this year was very heavy on like thought crime. If let's put it in that way, like yeah, like, like it wasn't so much gross on like a physical level. We had to struggle with that, but there was an excess of thought crime. I think I know what you mean. Like uh, like things that when you look at like okay, so this sort of takes us into our our first stop on our on our kind of rundown of of our favorite worst moments. Uh, there's a few dads in the UK office and you know Katie you you've you've made a human being now as well you're some sort of parent i suppose mm-hmm. and a lot of the parents in the buzzfeed UK office were morally upset at all of the zootopia fucking and like fleshlight things <laughs> oh i mean you know it's strange cuz i don't think i don't think that you get to be on your high horse as a parent and say i object to uh, zootopia fucking i think that everyone should be equally um, but that 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 was a huge trend of 2016. Huge. Um, Zootopia, the animated kids movie, came out, and it was about. Uh, oh, I been... watched it. I watched it. Was it good? It in the third act becomes a very clumsy allegory for Black Lives Matter, and also there is so much sexual tension in that film between the fox and the rabbit. They knew what they were doing. <laughs> they knew what they were doing. That movie is for perverts. I'm sorry. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. 30, 40 years ago, they made Robin Hood. Right. Which yep. is the best Disney animated movie ever made. Yeah, I love that movie. It 
I'll fight you on this, Ryan. <laughs> I, I think she's got no, she's got a solid argument. You gotta you gotta give her that. Uh, but is that, it the like, sexiness of the fox? Are you yes. gonna say it's the sexiness of the fox? Obviously, that fox is incredible, and we've I, got a gif yeah. of him on our. Uh-huh. We've got an anatomically correct gif of Robin Hood the fox on our list this year. Oh yes, of course, the animated gif of Fox Robin Hood with. A human proportion set of cock and balls. Exactly. But so the new generation of furries who grew up on mm. Robin Hood are now watching Zootopia and I think probably helped to make Zootopia. Yeah. And so it makes sense to me that there's a ton of Zootopia porn out there. Um, there is something I think that's very specific. Uh, there's a reason that only certain movies and things really capture the imaginations of furries. It's it has to do with a certain level of anthropomorphication of right. And, right. and look of several characters. This movie had a very sort of like attractive fox and rabbit, a sexy lady rabbit. Also, Zootopia. So this is the, here's some facts about Zootopia. Uh, furries did help make the movie. Uh, there's definite proof that like, Wait, members really? of the animation staff are publicly known furries. That is a true thing. You can look uh-huh. it up. That is, some of them tweeted that they, yes. uh, people who worked on the film in animation tweeted that they were aware of the furry response, which, you know, delighted the furries. And they did it on purpose. Um, and we, we do know uh, that Disney, uh, a marketing agency that Disney had contracted was actually reaching out to furry groups, asking them to show up uh, to the movie in their costumes and oh, go see the movie. Uh, oh. So there, there was actually direct <laughs> marketing towards the furry community. Um, <laughs> You know, no big deal. I broke that story wide open. Um, but but I, I do think, I, I just want to say that I think one like of the worst. Exactly. That, that's exactly what I was going to say. Mm. That was the worst. I've, I saw a lot of fan art. But the there was a fleshlight that was actually like inserted into a mm-hmm. Judy Hopps. Yeah. Um, that's the stuffed. sexy female rabbit. So th- yeah. This is yeah. number eight on the 50 worst things. Uh, if you guys are following along on the internet <laughs> with us, um, <laughs> it is a picture of a fleshlight of someone has fashioned a stuffed animal with a fleshlight together so that they can have sex with the sexy female bunny. And yeah. uh, they posted it to 4chan and they wrote, I'm going to hump that rabbit. <laughs> As you do. I think that comment is the best. Like, they're just like really excited. I'm gonna hump that rabbit. <sighs> it's so like unproportioned as well. Like this, this rabbit is a very they small have jammed, stuffed animal. Right. They have I mean, jam the fleshlight in there. Like it's yeah. not normal. The fleshlight is not does not fit very well. But, it's not. A, um, let's just say it's not a normal fuckable Judy Hopps doll. That <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. Um, um, but we had yeah, there was a lot of furry porn about this movie out there on the internet this year. Uh, that was probably the biggest new trend in uh, internet grossness. I think the Zootopia furry stuff. So, so Kate's brought up a good point, which I think we should think about as we jump into our next sort of huge trend in worst things, which is pretty awful fucking things this year that made our list. Uh, the McChicken fucker, the ham sandwich fucker, and the sponge glass fucker. Mm, yeah. <laughs> a new children's I, novel by Ryan Broderick. You can download it yeah. on Amazon.com I mean, as an ebook. So in previous years, we've had the snake fucker. We've had the hot pocket fucker. A removed list item from a couple years ago, nutted on a bird. Oh, nutted on a bird. Who nutted on uh, a bird. And we do not that. include it because we do not... Uh, include depictions of animal cruelty. Um, but yeah, so chicken fuckers, <laughs> ham sandwich fucker, and sponge glass fucker. Let's let's go through each of those things and just describe to our audience what each of these fuckings were. So McChicken fucker, Ryan, can you describe that? 
Yes, this truly was the year of the sandwich. So first up, we had <laughs> McChicken Fucker. Essentially, it, I actually wrote about this when it, uh, when it went viral initially. A guy fucked a McChicken sandwich from McDonald's. And it, this should have been like the canary in the gold mine that was like going to be like, oh, Donald Trump's going to get elected because <laughs> it shot to the top of the trending topics on Twitter so fast. Yeah. Like th- if you ever needed like an early warning sign that the internet had been completely demolished and broken, the fact that this dude doing like a pretty average like fucking video, like uh, this is like a live leak 101 thing. This is like rotten.com in the late 90s level bad, but everybody freaked out about it. And people kept sharing it and freaking out more and more and more. And it, it was the number one trending topic in the world briefly on Twitter. And it was literally just a guy fucking a McChicken sandwich. I don't even remember if he jizzes. I'll describe uh, when I say fucking, when we say fucking a McChicken sandwich. The audience so, can't see this. You need to right, paint okay. a word, um, a picture word here. He is a, word, a picture word? You know what I mean. Yeah, it's POV. He's filming. He's got boxers on. Right. Plaid no, they're boxers. They're pulled down. They're pulled. No, that's right. Dick through the hole of the box. Yeah, dick oh. through the hole in the plaid box. Middle-aged POV, dad he's, style. Yeah. He's he's pointing the the camera phone down at his own penis. Right. He is. Wow, you he have has, a very good memory of this video. I'm well, I'm watching it right now. <laughs> I have it pulled up on my computer. So he okay. has he has his penis between the uh, the, the the buns. buns. The buns yeah. and presumably I'm it's He's unclear if the patty the is below or above. I don't think the patty is in there. I think I if think... you look at the top left hand corner of the video, you can see the McChicken wrapper. And I think he Whoa. took the patty out. Whoa. I think I think he's a bun fucker, not an actual McChicken fucker. That's why, that's why we need you here. I know. It's a hot take. Wow. This is this is huge. We have <laughs> cancel the show. I need to think of bun fucker. The fact that we put a bun fucker on our list and a McChicken fucker makes me furious. I mean, you know, where's the beef is what I'm saying. Um, but so he, you don't see him ejaculate. You just see it's 17 seconds long. He is, no ejaculation. Uh, you, know, you know, jerking it between the buns. That's the, the McChicken sandwich fucker. Now... The ham sandwich fucker is sort of the same deal where it's like a guy who does, once again, doesn't chiz. Look, if you're going to fuck a sandwich and put it on the internet, any Internet Explorer fans out there, if you're going to do that, one, be of age, you know, consensual. But then also, chiz. Like, just do a, do us a favor. Jizz. That's all I'm saying. The ham sandwich fucker, I will say, which is number 38 on our list. This is this is different. For one, he it's a little bit more professional. Now, this is done by someone who actually is a porn star. If you uh, That's check true. out there. You can tell that. It's yeah. so I mean, the production value is it's just. Very, yeah, the production value is Italian higher. Italian chef you know, he has, fingers motion. He has yeah. his phone, you know, tilted up. So he's in his kitchen. It's on the countertop. He Puts together a sandwich, um, a ham sandwich with uh, two slices of bread. He puts mayo on the bread. Yep. And then he puts his dick in between the the bread and the meat and the sandwich. And then he starts to um, fuck it. The sandwich stays where it is, and he sort yeah. of he sort of works the sandwich. Right. And he does yeah. this for you know ten fifteen seconds, and then he stops, and then he eats the sandwich. And that's the best part of the video to me. So, but there's Doesn't no jizz. Choose. So, one person had suggested to me that this is called holding the mayo. No, there's actually mayo on the sandwich. Uh, yeah, that's good though. Yeah, it's messed that is up. Good. Um, that is good. But so he just eats a sandwich and he goes like, "This is a good sandwich." Before we go any further, I want to say though that like we are pro jizz podcast. Um, 
Yes. Can, can, I, can I say that? Can, can I, we make oh, that sure. declaration? I just think that if you're going to fuck a sandwich and post it on Twitter and then eat the sandwich, it's like, and you're not going to jizz in it? Like, yeah. Come you, on. It's, it's like, like going, it's like climbing Everest, getting to the summit here, and saying, you know? fuck it, let's leave. Like, okay. Just, you, when you hand in a term paper and you get a B plus slash A minus, then the teacher's like, almost. So serious yeah, like, question for both of y'all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When was the last time you saw a video on the internet of a dude fucking some type of food and you saw him jizz? That is a fantastic wow. question. And wow. I actually can't tell you. You know, in of fact, all of the videos we've talked about over the years, yeah, I can't recall them ever jizzing. The Hot Pocket fucker doesn't jizz. Turkey fucker doesn't jizz. Wait, wait, wait. If I if my memory serves me, Turkey fucker said he did jizz. Yeah, but we, yeah, but we so, didn't so, eat so, it. Wait, I have a theory. I have a theory here. I don't okay? know if he cooked the chicken. I have a theory. <laughs> here. We have lots of videos of men fucking things. And we have lots of evidence of men who have jizzed onto things, like the figurine, which we'll get to in a oh. moment. The act of ejaculation itself doesn't ever seem to be involved in any of these like very viral moments of people fucking things. Or things covered in jizz. And I wonder if just people don't like to look at it. Ryan, you may be familiar with the concept of the curiosity gap headline. Yes, you know? yeah, yeah. The click, the, um, sort the, of the, the like, the, you know. You'll not, you won't believe what happens next. Yeah. You won't believe what happens next. And I think that almost maybe uh, people like it when the full story isn't there and there's a little bit of something left to the imagination. Uh, you're, saying, but, you're, you're saying jizz is in the eye of the beholder. Yeah, <laughs> or that it's, you know, look at someone <laughs> fucking this outrageous food and you don't, you don't see the end of it. And you're like, well... You know, oh, I like like in a BuzzFeed Tasty video, you never see them eat the BuzzFeed Tasty <laughs> recipe. So in the same way, you never see the sandwich fucker jizz inside the sandwich. Right. You know, I I think BuzzFeed Tasty doesn't do enough with fucking the food or eating the jizz. We're all going to get fired. If, <laughs> we are dead. Uh, yeah, bu- BuzzFeed Tasty will be launching an adult-themed uh, channel. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's like here's like some awesome Nutella pancakes, and we're yeah. gonna fuck them. <laughs> we're gonna yeah, eight guys are gonna fuck. And it's that sort of says, and like overhead cameras sped up with the hands really fast, oh and, you know, like two no, it's, tablespoons it's, of baking powder, and then you know, it's eight then, guys <laughs> surrounding a muffin tray just full of potatoes and cheese, just fucking the muffin tray. <laughs> <laughs> Um, speaking of cleaning up the jizz, yeah. uh, the last uh, viral fucking object thing we had was someone who had posted, it looks like a, like a beer mug kind of glass with yeah. uh, two sponges wrapped in plastic bags. And it says, the cups in our house keep disappearing. Turns out my roommate has been fucking them. And so he has, this person has created a sort of ad hoc fleshlight well, by oh. with using sponges and a glass. Anyone who's ever lived with a roommate has had this experience of, you know, oh, my roommate's such a mess. Like, where are all the spoons? And then you, right. like, you realize they've been, like, eating, you know, spaghetti in their bedroom and all the glasses and the plates have been, like, le- like dirtier stuck in their bedroom and you're like, ugh, what a nasty slob. Imagine thinking, oh, where are all the glasses? Like, my roommate must just be leaving his water glasses by his bedside table. No, he's been fucking them. Um, that's that's very disturbing. What would you guys say What would you guys say to your roommate if, if you found this? What would the next conversation be like? I mean, that's very awkward, you know? What would you do? You say, look, I've noticed you've been fucking our glasses. 
And uh, <laughs> I mean, I think you would have to address it. Yeah, you'd, you'd ha- say, look, you'd have uh, you haven't been pulling your weight doing the dishes, except mm. you've been doing oh, the dishes. Nice. Oh, yeah. Get out of here. All right. So, you know, it's important that when we talk about things that are getting fucked and fucking, we also include clop or clop clop is yes. a category that we always, you know, it's a well that we always have to go back to when we're looking for gross stuff. Absolutely. Clop it's is, really the, gross. is the word used to describe my little pony porn. Right. Clop being like the, you know, if you're a horse, the sound you would make instead of fap, 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 if you were masturbating, clop, 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 clop. Um, and this year we found something truly extraordinary. It is a subreddit devoted not just to my little pony porn. But it's, uh, I mean, I think you can figure out what it is. It's just r slash Nazi clop. <laughs> so it is um, a whole subreddit <laughs> of the My Little Ponies in pornographic settings, but also as Nazis. So, um, you know, that's just, it's a little bit of everything, you know? It's like sometimes, you know, sure, My Little Pony porn, we've seen it a million times. Right. Not gonna, it's, it's not new. It's, there's nothing it's new. We wouldn't include just a picture of My Little Pony porn. You know, that's no. that's boring. This is 2016. We no. wouldn't include something that was just Nazis. We wouldn't even include just Nazi porn. No, actually, because that's pretty common. Po- yeah. Right. And not even just one image of My Little Pony Nazi porn, but an entire subreddit. So somebody is like, you know what? I see this image of a Nazi Fluttershy, and I want more of it. And I know that my friends want more of it, and I'm going to create an entire message board devoted to this. And that, that, my friends, is, I think, what I love about the internet, is that you can always find someone who enjoys uh, the same thing as you. Whether that is... uh, talking about knitting or uh, masturbating to My Little Ponies in Nazi uniforms. So something that was, uh, I think, a really exceptional video that was a great example of a trope that has been around time in memoriam. The, the more things change, the more they stay the same, I think, is what this actually really teaches us a lesson. Because also... Time flies when you're having so much fun on the internet that you can't tear yourself away, so you need to piss in a jug. Um, I mean, so- I love piss jug <laughs> stuff. I think it's just like an endlessly funny idea of just um, like men who are so unable to deal with like normal society that they just don't leave the room and just piss in a jug. It's just uh, awesome. Yeah. It's so awesome. piss jugs are something that have been around the internet. And you wouldn't think that this has anything to do with the internet, but it does because it's something that on places like 4chan or Reddit, like the type of person who is frequenting <laughs> these forums is often um, the kind of person who is uh, maybe doesn't care that much about personal hygiene, doesn't leave their bedroom very often, and or uh, it's very common among gamers because they don't want to they can't pause and leave their game, and they drink a lot of uh, Mountain Dew. Yeah. And in, so, in the West, we, we would call these kind of people like neckbeards, but a more academic term would be a neat, uh, N-E-E-T, so not in education, employment, or training. So it's like mm. a like a shut-in type who only use, only does like competitive gaming and pisses in jar, jar, jars all day, basically. Right. So 
on a lot of these forums, people will be like, hey, everyone, post pictures of your piss jugs. And everyone has a piss jug. <laughs> right. So they're like, here's the, the piss jug. Part. The best part <laughs> is those threads are always great. Yeah. They're and so great. they're not ashamed. They're not like, okay, my dirty little secret. I can't believe I do this. I should feel bad about it. They're like, check out my awesome collection of piss jugs. I've been yeah. keeping these for six months. These and, bad boys uh, have been sitting under my desk for a whole year. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> But we have here a wonderful video of someone who is, he's, it's nighttime, he's on his porch, he takes a giant, like, industrial strength, uh... This is like a, this is like a jug that would carry, like, uh, like, window washer fluid for your car or something. Right. Either that or it's, like, a Costco's size, like, <laughs> fruit juice yeah. bottle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because <laughs> it's got the handle. yeah. I think yeah. that that's, that actually may be what it is. Um, he, he describes it as being eight pounds. Um, right. That sounds about right. No, he describes it as eight pound jug of stinky piss. That's the, yeah. that's the description. <laughs> so he takes a stinky piss and he dumps it out into his lawn. Uh, God, God bless his lawn. Uh, can we hear a little clip of uh, what goes on in this video? Here, we're, we're getting rid of eight pounds of urine. Oh, man, fucking Austin stinks so bad. Oh, it already fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Fuck. Oh, man. Almost got piss on me. Um, <laughs> so, a truly uh, exceptional example of, sort of, uh, of a piss jug it. video. When I, when I saw that this year, I was like, this is, this is great, you know? Um, I mean, it just keeps going. It just keeps going. There's so much piss in it. Like, yeah. it, it just, he must have had that going for, for months. Yeah. What? Speaking of doing something way longer than you should. Oh, um, God. We, we find the need to talk about um, the, uh, the, the the jizz-covered anime figurine in the in the room, which is the jizz-covered anime figurine from our <laughs> list. Um, uh, I actually can't even look at this photo without getting kind of nauseous. It's awful. Like, it's an awful photo. It's really bad. And we put I, it really high up because, like, I mean, I guess we just really wanted people to look at it. But I, I know for I know for a fact many people stopped looking at the list at twenty seven. They gave up after looking at the figurine. Yeah, my Twitter mentions were very angry about this one. So to describe this, what you're seeing is an anime figurine of a busty anime babe. Uh, I can't even I can't even tell you like what it 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 used to be. Like it, it's yeah. not. Like, I mean, she's it's clear in underwear that it's a, or something. It's clear that it's a female figurine, but like. I couldn't tell you what character, what it's from, anything. Oh, yeah, no idea. She's, She's like wearing head- headphones. She's got headphones on, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Pink boots. I don't know. Jesus Christ. It, yeah, you can't tell. But, you know, imagine like a Sailor Moon, but nude, but with huge cans. Um, and then. Duh. So it looks. Uh, it's hard. God, it's really gross. All right. It's, <laughs> so, okay. real, it's so, really disgusting. I mean, I, basically. It looks melted. It looks yeah. like. It looks like it has been incinerated. Looks like if there was like a tragic Ugh. fire in the Ugh. home of a child and the firefighters were walking through the blaze afterwards and they went into the little boy's room and they picked up a, a, a doll or a little girl's room, picked up like a little girl yeah. doll and it was all melted and you'd be like, oh, tragic. Except that instead of that, it's <sighs> an anime babe and it is covered in so much jizz that the jizz has hardened and crusted over and taken on a flesh-like color. It, yeah, it's it like almost this looks... caramel brown. Yeah, so it looks like it's melted flesh color, but it's actually jizz. It looks like, due to a magic spell of some kind, it's slowly being turned into a tree. Yeah. It looks like it, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's uh, being enveloped by the woods and being covered in bark, oh, but it's oh. not. 
I'm sorry. I can't look at it anymore. No, I can't either. Uh, so it's basically, uh, I don't. I don't ever want to think about this thing ever again. I don't want <laughs> to look at it ever again. But there is a question that was posed to me that I think I sh- I would pose to both of you, which is, you you jizz out at once. Uh huh. Okay, I'm with you. And a normal person would be (laughs) like, "Oh, some person would be like, okay, I've jizzed on my figurine. That was that was interesting." Yeah. And then you could clean it. Yeah. Or you could do what this person did, and apparently continue to do the same thing without cleaning it for over a year. My question, and the question that was asked to me, and that made me sort of reflect on it as well, is why. Why not? I I mean, I feel like at that point, it's like a little bit of like, you know, it's an accomplishment. And it's also like, you know, you kind of keep you keep up a habit. And at some point, you're not really sure why you do it. I think what's also shocking to me about this is that the idea that you would masturbate while looking at a sexy nude anime figurine is not like I understand why people do that. Right. Like that makes sense. That's not that's not not the weird part. That's not the weird part about this. No. That, that he's looking at it and this excites him, you know? Yeah, that's, that's why you got okay, it. Why else normal, would you get a figurine whatever, of a sexy you know? cartoon lady if it wasn't, or like, sexy to you, you know? Like, sure, like, that doesn't that doesn't take a stretch of believing what people are into. But you have to imagine that this guy masturbated on this one day before it looked like it looked today, and he's looking at that, the thing that makes <laughs> most of us want to barf, and he's even think still sexually excited by it. He's looking at this figurine that looks disgusting and melted and disfigured and he's like oh boy i'm i'm gonna crank one out right now i can absolutely understand why a dude would find like certain dudes would find satisfaction in like seeing the results of their actions in this way as a dude let me tell you i i guess so as a somewhat withdrawn man with odd tastes my first instinct as to why this was going on was maybe he was afraid that by washing it, he would get rid of some of the detail of the figurine. No way. These oh, figurines yeah. are really nicely made. With like, because it's almost like the like all these other sort of weird obsessive things that we we highlight on this show, which is that like at some point there was like a, a desperation moment and that yeah. he just realized he couldn't he, he, he couldn't bring himself to wash it, you know? Right. Like, or like, oh, I'll clean it tomorrow. I'll clean it tomorrow, yeah. Yeah, yeah. maybe like, like your mom's in the hallway and she'll see if you walk with the jizz-encrusted figurine to the Or bathroom. like you just want to go to yeah. sleep. Like you just, yeah. you just jizz on an anime figurine. You like just you just want to go to bed. You're like, oh, I'll clean it later and then you the phone rings and you know, right. whatever. By the way, guys, through talking about this, my mouth is watering like I'm actually going to throw up. Like, I, <laughs> I feel, like you keep, oh my god. Okay. Um, um, any uh, any uh, uh, last thoughts on on what I think we can all agree is the worst thing that we've seen this year? I think that you know I hope that 2017 finds a way to outshine even the anime just figurine. I want to point out one small detail as my parting shot. Oh god, parting shot. So <laughs> nice. In in this photo of the anime figurine, mm-hmm. it's uh-huh. actually two different anime figurines. The uh, the first two photos. Oh my god! Are you're right. One and the second one. So oh, just keep in mind, he did this god. to the first one, and he's moving on to the second. It's a collection. Uh-huh. He started. Oh. oh, I take back every like reasonable thing I said about this <laughs> possible person. Oh, Fuck god. that. Fuck this. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, God, Jesus. You're welcome. Okay, so Katie and I uh, have been thinking a lot about this this episode. What is your big prediction for 2017? What is your big internet, uh, like, put on your Thinkfluencer hat? And, like, what's, like, one thing you think, like, will definitely happen next year on the internet? Oh, wow, that's tough. Um, so I'm hoping, and I, I think it'll probably happen, but I'm hoping women are going to start getting more vocal again. You know, I think that it was a rough year for women on the internet, mm-hmm. as every year is. But I'm really, really hoping that in 2017 um, that we just come out and stop taking shit from horrible dudes on the internet. I hope so as well. I also know you and Ryan earlier were talking about there is a new anime that apparently is tearing up Tumblr. Is that something you foresee as being really hot in 2017? I hope so. The second season, I think, is coming out next year. Um, and It's about figure skating, is that? Yeah. yeah it's, a, it's about figure skating, <laughs> like male figure skating. Yuri yeah. on Ice is what it's Yuri called? On Yuri on Ice. ice. All right. It's mega gay and awesome. It's Absolutely incredible, and all I want in 2017 is to fulfill my dream to be a beautiful pork cutlet bull who entices men. I want to be a pork cutlet bull fatale that entices <laughs> men with my quadruple sow cow. That's what I want to be in 2017. <laughs> Kate Holderness, a senior social media strategist here at BuzzFeed. Thank you so much for coming on, and thank you for all the hard work you do with the internet to make sure that it's gross. Oh, it's um, my pleasure. Well, everybody, that was that was something. That was the that was the worst things of 2016. <laughs> I mean, not really. I suppose the year 2016, in and of itself, was the worst thing about 2016, but. We we tried to get some good stuff in there for you. Um, I don't know, Ryan. This felt really cathartic to me. Did it feel cathartic to you? It felt like after you have a big, large Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee <laughs> and take a massive shit, you know? That's what it felt like to me. It's like if I pulled over at the Dunkin' Donuts on Route 1 heading to the, the <laughs> Logan Airport and I pulled in to get Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee and then I took a massive shit in the restroom. That's what it felt like to me. Shout out the Denny's by the Liberty Tree Mall. Um, you know, it's I mean, closed. It's gone. Wait, I, we, I, I didn't even. T- so wait, this is like a the huge. Biggest update that's happened to this podcast in the last four months. That's right. Yeah, like if you've been listening to this podcast, you've probably you know become very close to you know the cast of recurring characters on the show. You know, Kate's Brian Feldman, the one-armed juggalo waiter that I knew in high school who worked <laughs> at the Denny's next to the Liberty Tree Mall in Danvers, Massachusetts. Well. Unfortunately, we're stuck with Brian Feldman. He's still around, but the Denny's <laughs> at the Liberty Mall in Danvers, Massachusetts is gone. But we had an update from a listener that there was actually a different juggalo who now <laughs> works at that Denny's. But now they're closed. So I guess, you know, wait, wait, anyone no, wait, in the wait, North Katie, Shore is looking Katie. to employ juggalos. <laughs> it wasn't that there was a new juggalo waiter. It was that there was a non-juggalo, different one-armed waiter working there. <gasps> I mean, look, if you're a one-armed waiter, then you have an incredible skill set because that's something that many people fuck up with two arms. So I watched know. that I watched that juggalo balance four moons over my hammy plates on one arm. <laughs> whoop whoop <laughs> Juggalo fam. <laughs>
Blue Dragon. Thank you so much to our guest, Kate Holderness, for coming in and talking about the list that she helped work on. That's her own penance. Yeah. Thanks to Things My Dick Does for continuing his amazing work. Just as like a, a, he's an all-around great guy. He just seems to be a great, great guy. Friendly guy who just wants to make fun pictures of his dick um, that are weird and gross. Thanks to the internet for being gross in 2016 and everyone for listening. I want to give a really earnest shout out, genuinely, to uh, The Atlantic, Split Cider, and IndieWire for including us on their uh, end of year uh, podcast lists. It's been really exciting to see what people do with this show, especially when we went on hiatus. We were sort of assuming everyone would forget about us, hoping everyone would forget about us. Um, but it's been really cool to, uh, to see some recognition because, um, as we've been saying this whole episode, we are right, you are wrong, everything sucks, welcome to hell. Yeah, thanks, feels nice to be acknowledged. Thanks to listeners like you uh, for tweeting us all the time. And, you know, I feel like um, when when we, we, we put the show on pause, we really weren't sure, I think, still what this show is going to be like and, you know, what we're trying to do with it. And it's very exciting to see uh, cool people on the Internet kind of responding to it and binging it. Uh, don't do that. Don't listen to all of it one go. That's a lot to handle. But, yeah, yeah. thank you, guys. This episode was produced by Julia Furlan uh, with editorial oversight from Eleanor Kagan, Meg Kramer, and Lisa Tazi. And, oh, thank you to anyone that tweets us thinking that we're the browser. You know, we forward all that on to Bill Gates. Your parents, after eating a big Christmas dinner, laying down like two ripe slugs full of beer and trying to writhe their way into each other's pajama pants and touch each other's genitals until they fall asleep in a butter-induced coma. Ha-ha! <gasps> uh, yeah. Joke's on you. My parents are divorced. Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> Go to hell! <laughs> wow, that just got really real, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>